welcome to the Home Building Hub, your essential podcast guide to building your new home. Hosted by industry experts Colin Bischoff and Darren Brennan, this conversational podcast will help better educate you about all things new home building so you can avoid costly mistakes and enjoy your building experience to the fullest, no matter which home builder you choose. G'day folks, Colin here and welcome to the Home Building Hub for another episode uh, here with co-host Darren Brennan as always and today we're just going to give you sort of a short sharp snapshot into how to determine if a house design that you see on a website or get from a from a builder will actually fit your block. So if you do have a block then this will just give you, there's so many variables to it Darren but we're going to try and simplify it for I guess to understand the basics to see if a certain house design will work for you and then you dive into a bit more detail after that. So um, I guess one of the things we covered in episode 26, Daz, was we did cover a bit more detail on this, block types, block sizes, you know, setbacks and all that sort of stuff. But I guess it's drawn out the need to just do an episode like this. It's a little bit shorter and sharper and I guess in the simple terms of Let's work out how to, how to determine if it'll fit your block, what your backyard length will be, and that's probably enough to get your conversation started. So how you going today, mate? You good? Yeah, going great, Cole. Going great. It's interesting, um, you know, this topic, we were just chatting before we, uh, we uh, obviously got online here about the fact that, you know, some of these things come up regularly and we've been in it a long time and yet the same sort of topics come around. And this is one of those ones that does – often uh, pop up, you know, and, and trying to get a house to actually fit on a block. And it is fairly simple, but people get it wrong a lot of the time and then have concerns where the house no longer fits because of different situations that are there. So it's worth definitely talking to your sales consultant um, about your setbacks and, and understanding will the house fit on the block. In particular, if you're dealing in a block that has neighbours around it because they're going to have some direct impact on what's going to actually work. But we'll run through some of that today and I think it'll be really good for our listeners um, to get a quick, like you say, brief understanding of where that's at. Um, one thing we love to always mention, Cole, obviously, is um, we love it if people can share the podcast. Um, we'd love it if you could um, just share it with one friend. That's our fee. There's no money made out of this podcast. We do it for the love and and we're really enjoying doing that. Um, I think this is uh, episode number 35. So, you know, we've been pumping them out every week as best we can throughout the year and hopefully you guys are getting value out of that. Um, please leave us a five-star review as well on all the platforms. It's really easy to do. We really appreciate that. So thank you. Maybe we kick straight off, Cole, if you're happy for me to get into it. Um, I might kick off with a bit of a guide to where that sits. Now, understand that it varies state to state. So we're going to probably talk a little bit more about Victoria, where we're uh, greater experts in, I guess, given we both live in and have operated in that state. Um, so with blocks that are over 300 square metres, so it's really divided into two uh, things, blocks under 300 square metres and blocks over 300 square metres. Um and we're talking about res code here. So the standard um, setbacks that are allowed by the government, et cetera, and the authorities that allow us to work within. So um, on blocks over 300 square metres, there's a general front setback of four metres to the front of the dwelling. And what we mean by that is the front wall of the house. And you can often encroach with things such as 
um, porches or porticos or if you want to put a little um, like a pergola off your front of your house. Those things can can come forward of that four metres. And at the back, you generally need three metres. And we say generally because we're looking for a private open space area. And what that means is that you've got to have a certain amount of space that you can have as a backyard that's determined to be the minimum area. And if you've got three metres at the back on a traditional block, you know, 12 and a half metres wide, then you're going to be pretty well covered. So again, talk to your sales consultant about what does that look like and how is that going to work? Because they might be able to work with you to find different ways around that. So it could be, for example, um, the back of the home cuts in a little bit. So where there might have been an outdoor room, for example, that could be considered that private open space. So you might have three metres deep there, but not as deep in other parts of that area across the back. So that's probably a bit of a an idea of the setbacks there. Um, the other thing, I guess, is making sure you've got enough room to fit your car in the driveway. So, you know, that, that can vary a little bit as well, um, but being understanding of that. Um, then we talk about the side setbacks. Now, it's interesting because Colin mentioned on our planner that a 1.15 metre side setback, and again, he's 100% right depending on the width of the fascia and gutter of your home. A lot of builders allow 1.2 to be safe. Some will allow 1.175, so they'll all determine the fascia and gutter of their home slightly differently. But what you do need is one metre of clear light from the fence line to your home. So you could have a gutter on brickwork, meaning that the gutter and fascia sits on top of the brickwork, and you could actually have one metre. So, But in essence, if you're allowing 1.15 or 1.2, you should be pretty right. And again, talk to your sales consultant. On a double story, the setback's 1.8 metres you need to allow for. Um, Again, depending on the height, you might be able to sneak inside of that. So if you've got 2,400 ceiling heights on both levels and your – you're, for example, you're in, in you've, you've actually had to cut the block on that side. We've spoken about site works previously. If you've had to cut the block, then you might be able to sneak inside and be at 1.75 metres, et cetera. But again, general rule of thumb, 1.8 metres is going to be pretty safe. Your garage is another story. So you can have your garage right on the boundary, meaning absolutely on zero. So you're your fence now becomes your garage wall. So you can have it at that point. You can have it at 200 mil off the boundary. So, again, allowing for that gutter and uh, gutter and fascia, or you have to move out to one metre. You can't be anywhere between 200 and a metre. You can't be at 400 mil off the boundary. It's just not allowed, and that's because, you know, people are going to get jammed in there. Someone's trying to get through and they get stuck. So, so you've got to be zero, 200, or one metre and above. Um, and again, depending on how that fits on your block. So if you've got a design that's specifically designed for 12.5 metre, it's more likely it's going to be at 200 or zero and having that 1.15, 1.2 metres on the other side, um, if that you decide, I want my garage a metre off the boundary, the house doesn't fit anymore. So you need to go and buy a bigger block of land, right? So be aware of that. Um when you look at a block online, so you jump on the builder's websites, it'll often give you some detail about how that's going to fit. So they're going to say this design is designed for a 12.5 metre block and it'll be 11.1 metres wide or narrower to allow for that um, 
those widths, right, allow for those setbacks. So, you know, the house itself might say suitable for 12.5 metre, but it doesn't mean the house is 12.5 metres wide. They've already taken into consideration those setbacks. Um, again, you know, I guess it's a pretty easy calculation. So, you know, if you take out those 11.1, take out the side setbacks, you work it out pretty quick what it's going to suit. For the depth, similar. They'll often say suits a 28-metre deep block, suits a 32-metre block, and they're considering a 4-metre front setback and a 3-metre rear setback. I guess the other bit on that is they're the res code requirements. If you're in an estate where they've set specific guidelines to that, so they put either a building envelope or a MCP or a design guideline that says you've got to be further than that, take that into consideration. Probably one other bit as well, so it does get a little bit confusing, but we want it to be, and hopefully they're pretty simple, is if your neighbours have shifted their house back, right, so they've decided to sit their house at five metres well, and, and both sides, you now have to match those or apply for what they call report and consent. And there's no guarantee you'll get that through, but um, it's worth being aware of. So, again, completely vacant block, no houses there, just titled, you should be right based on these numbers. If it's outside of that, talk to your sales consultant. If, you know, you've held off building on your block or you've just bought a resale block or something and there's houses around, have a chat to the sales consultant because I'll help advise you and at least find those pitfalls. So hopefully that helps a little bit. Uh, Cole, anything to add on the over 300 square metre blocks? Yeah, I think that wraps it up pretty well. Um, I guess this is really just for anyone who's not even yet talking to a builder and you're online looking at plans and wondering how does this all work, that's the point of this. So we'll give you probably to wrap that up as one example. So just because you've got a house that fits, suits a 12.5 block by 28, um, that doesn't mean you can't put it on a, your block that's 12.5 by 30. Okay, it just means you're gonna have a bigger backyard as a result. So let's say it's it's a 30 metre uh, depth of your block. All you need to do is deduct the house length, which let's say is 21 metres, and then you minus your front setback requirement, which majority of the time will be four metres. Okay, you need to talk to the builder if it's any more detail than that, but to keep it simple, in that scenario, 30 metre block depth minus the, the, the depth of the house is 21 metres, minus a four-metre front setback, leaves you a five-metre backyard. So that's how you work it out loosely, roughly, and the same applies, as Darren said, for the width, okay? So hopefully that helps. Yeah, that's that's Darren, that's going to be 80-plus percent of customers. It'll suit and it'll fit and it'll be um, yeah, relevant for you. Now, I was going to jump in and talk about the lots under 300. So if you... Uh, already have a block under 300 square metres, or perhaps if you're a little tighter on budget or if you're an investor and you're looking for something, you know, really well price pointed, logically the smaller block is going to be cheaper fitting the smaller house. Now, when we talk about small lot housing code, that applies to anything under 300 square metres. It's really just a code that's been, I guess it's it's a set of rules that you can follow that saves you having to go through a planning permit through a council, that process, which is, makes it a little bit quicker. Yeah. I was going to say, Cole, just it's worth checking your plan of subdivision because I know you're saying it applies on all blocks under 300 square metres. It, it applies to nearly all blocks under 300 square metres. There will be some that doesn't apply to, but it will specifically say it on your plan of subdivision if it does apply. So just check that out. Um, in most cases it will, but just there's going to be a couple of cases where it doesn't and then you will have to go through that planning permit part, which yeah. can be a bit arduous. 
Um, and you probably want to get a town planner and stuff involved, whereas this takes that out of the process. So sorry to yeah. tell you. Again, I'd say the majority of planner subdivisions, if you go to the last page or the second last page, there'll be what they call restrictions, and one of those will be mentioning small lot housing code, type A or type B, okay? So that that's pretty much saying, yep, it's subject to small lot housing code, all good. Now, there is, again, like always, there's going to be more complexity to this, but if you're just starting the process, you've got a small lot, maybe um, 21 metres deep, for example, it doesn't, there's not too much room. If you have a type A uh, small lot housing code block, you're actually entitled to have a three metre front setback instead of a four that Darren mentioned earlier on res code for blocks over 300. Um, if you have a type B block, you actually can bring that forward to 1.5 metres so that's pretty close to the boundary, but they're obviously doing that for a reason to to now allow you to get enough house uh, on a smaller block. So you can actually have more site coverage and there's a whole range of other things. But if you're just looking at the simple calculations, follow what Darren mentioned earlier. But if you're under 300 square metres, generally what a builder would do on their website if you've got a smaller house is they'd allow for the three metre frontage, the house depth, and usually a three metre rear. Okay, so that's that's to get you started. So the res code to repeat, four metre front setback, three metre rear setback, house in the middle, in between, with the smaller housing code type A is three metre at the front, three metre at the back. Okay, so that's probably the, the two most common, I'd say, Darren. One of the things just to be really mindful of and talk to your builder about this when you're getting to that point is not all uh, type A or type B blocks can have a three metre rear setback initially upon your search that's what you're basing off but you will need to talk to the builder about if your block's facing north or south it actually requires the backyard to be a little bit longer than that and that's because there's an additional requirement in smaller housing code which is an unshaded area and what that means is that there's got to be a portion of your backyard that receives the sunlight that's not sh shadowed over by a house or a fence okay so it doesn't matter how you cal calculate it but long story short if your block is facing north, <clears throat> excuse me, or facing south, the three metre setback will not be enough, okay? That's something to consider. Um, so orientation definitely makes a difference when it comes to that. So, um, yeah, that's probably, I guess, Darren, as we said, we keep it short and sharp. That, that's probably summing up the two two main areas to look at over 300 square metres and under and uh, to help people calculate. Anything else you want to add before we can wrap this I one think, up? I think... Um you know, under both circumstances, just go and check with the sales consultant. Pop in yeah. another chat to them, right, and check it. The small lot housing code is tricky, right? It's really good because it takes out the planning and it's a great initiative, but it's a little bit tricky. Like you said, different things like garage setback, um, et cetera, you know, how you're trying to get these things to work. The builders are good at that now. They've got designs that will work better on certain orientations, but it's worth getting that advice because the last thing you want to do is go and buy that block of land and then realise I can't get my house or my dreams to fit on it, right? We've seen that time and time again. So just consult the builder before you secure the block of land to say, quick bit of advice, will this work? How's this going to fit? Ask them, you know, you've got a few tips now around orientation, front setback, garages, etc., heights, all those things. Just ask lots of questions and they'll come up with the right answers. And if they're not sure, and sometimes it can be getting to the point that it's a very tricky, 
then they'll go and consult with their drafting team about that and get some further information to be sure that their house will fit before you secure that block of land and find out, oh, crap, I'm in trouble here. I can't get a house to fit. And, and you'll be disappointed. So we don't want that at all. Yeah. So I guess if you – maybe a, a massive tip for you. If you're going to buy a small lot housing code block under 300 square metres, that is, try and get an east or a west-facing one. As Absolutely. opposed to north and south, you can still there's still solutions for north and south, but try and do that. And the other little tip I could give Darren is um, probably one to note down for people to ask the consultant if you're going to buy a small lot housing code block um, under 300. That is on the the neighbouring properties. Ideally, that you want them to be under 300 square metres as well, because if it's over 300 square metres, it re- actually restricts the length of the wall you can put on the boundary, okay? So I know we're getting a bit more technical there, but just something to write down, okay? So ideal uh, block for sub 300 is going to be east or a west facing, and the neighbours are both going to be under 300 square metres as well. And if you can help, just, you know, you're unsure and you're not, you haven't dealt with a consultant yet or whatever, reach out to ourselves as well. We'll be happy to have a look at it for Yeah, you. send it through. We'll give you the feedback, a couple of dot points, no problem. Well, that one's nice and quick, Daz. I think, um, yeah, hopefully people can appreciate the few tips in there and it helps them understand, you know, if they're doing their initial homework. So, guys, we want to say thank you again for, for listening and for those uh, watching um, as well. We appreciate, I guess, the feedback we're getting and if you've got any more questions and, and more feedback for us, jump onto the, the website, homebuildinghub.com. As Daz said, please leave us a review. Um, It really does help on the platform you're on. And uh, other than that, we will see you on the next one. Great. Good morning, guys. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Home Building Hub. As part of the podcast, we have to be a little careful to cover ourselves on a legal standpoint. So we do have a disclaimer. Whilst we're all about providing value to you, this podcast should not be considered legal or financial advice. It does contain general information only, and you should seek out independent professional advice on your own personal situation before you make any legal or financial decisions. One, two.